BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, you just reached MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and Grunt Style Apparel. Your patience is appreciated. Our representatives are working hard to bring you the latest news from the hottest crews on the NASCAR circuit. Thank you for holding. You are now being connected to your hosts. Here's Woody Kane and Rocco Williams. Welcome to MRN Crew Call, where we talk about what the pit crews do and have done and are going to do every week as we get set to head to the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway this week. I'm Woody Kane. Sammy Joe's on special assignment. Rocco Williams is here as usual. Yep. And Coach Phil Horton back on the program, guys. Yes, uh, he is. We had uh, first playoff race at Richmond. Yeah, we did. First time that was a playoff race at Richmond. It had been the last race of the season. Hey, look, you're saying Richmond at Richmond and not the Roval. Not the Roval, not <laughs> yet. Not yet. We're going to talk about the Roval in a minute. But what did we see that jumped out at Richmond? Well, I saw a lot of tire fire. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I saw a great race, and um, I also want to say uh, thank you for coming on the coach for the second time. You're welcome. And, um, but it was a great race. I did notice that the tire fall-off led to a, a very exciting race. Wasn't as many cautions as I, I wanted to see. I wanted to see a late caution just to see those cars get bunched up and restart and mm -hmm. give the pit crew an opportunity to really put their guy out in front and, and to show their stuff. We didn't have that, but at the same time, we saw a lot of action on pit road. We saw penalties. We saw excitement, you know? Wouldn't you agree, Coach? Hey, it was it, it was a great night. Yeah, it was. Racing. It was. it was. The one thing that, that I've noticed that has started to get a lot of attention on social media lately, and I wanted to know what you guys thought about it, is the whole call about the uncontrolled tire. Yeah. Because the rule is it can't be more than arm's reach away. And I think a lot of fans go, wait, what? That tire wasn't a danger <laughs> to anybody. It wasn't in anybody's way. Ha, ha, has that gone too far, you think? Or is that the, well, the, the rule that we've just got to live with? Well, before we even get into that, you know, I, I have my opinion on that. And, uh, Coach, I'm sure you have your opinion oh, on that. I and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you have your opinion. You were the first, uh, the first individual to term the, the term pit coach. Why is that? You know, how did that come about? You know, I, I'm pretty sure that they were – what, pit crew coordinators, pit crew changes at the time, but you use pit crew coach. How did that come about? When do we have enough time? Well, yeah, not yeah we do. <laughs> <laughs> the more we listen to you, the less we got to listen yes. to Rocco. <laughs> Don't steal my shine. <laughs> I was an athletic trainer and strength okay. coach with the Milwaukee Bucks for yep. about five seasons in the early to, to the late 90s. And uh, I was, you know, a big racing fan since I was 10, so I followed NASCAR. Um, Hendrick Motorsports, mm -hmm. Andy Papathana, CEO, Ray Abraham, you know, they, 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 they took the pit crew thing to the next level, you know, as far as, you know, 
the competition side of how important a pit stop was. What years are we talking here? We're talking about early 90s, 95, 96. Because before it used to be just mechanics and guys at the shop. Yep, and and what uh, they did was bring in athletes and and start training them in the weight room and and working them out and Mm -hmm. and making sure that they were in shape. Well, um, I was watching this. I saw this. Never thought about being in NASCAR. You know, I was in that sticking ball, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and... Things happened where I started my own company, Athletic Training Concepts, mm-hmm. while I was with the Bucks. And when the Bucks released me after we didn't win, mm-hmm. you know, as part of the, the, the whole coaching staff, <laughs> I moved back to North Carolina, got with Ernie Irvin as, a, 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 as his personal trainer. Um, and lo and behold, started working with the pit crewman in the weight room. And then one day, Ryan Pemberton, he came to me and said, uh, Field, I'd like for you to take a look at our pit stops and tell me if we can, if, if you can give us any insight on how to make them faster. And so one thing led to another. You know, one thing I noticed that was different from stick and ball, you know, the mechanics weren't athletes, but what they were performing, you had to have some type of athletic um, thing about you to okay. actually to become faster. You're carrying mm-hmm. heavy equipment and exactly tires. Right. you got to make precise exactly movements. Right. Which, which if you translate that into a ball or a baseball bat or whatever, there's certain ways to actually do that. The mm-hmm. ergonomics of movement could be taught here. Mm-hmm. So what I decided to do, and it took me about three years myself, uh, a young individual at the time named Tiny Mike Houston, we brainstormed that thing, and uh, I got with a Mike Kluka, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I think a lot of people know mm-hmm. who that is. You know, we took a look at it and we studied it. It took us three years to come up with a philosophy on exactly how this thing should be done. And when that happened, I was the athletic trainer with uh, Chris um, Pinsky Kranifus, and mm-hmm. Andy Ward was the pit stop coordinator. And so I learned some more there. After that, Tiny called me, said, hey, look, I think I can get you the pit stop coordinating job with Chip Ganassi Racing. This was mm-hmm. like in 2000. And I was like, cool. I told Andy, I said, Andy, you know what though? There's more to be done besides the weight room, you know, besides mm-hmm. being in shape. I said, I'm going to call myself a pit crew coach. Nobody's doing it. You know, I think I think that's the way it should go. This thing needs to be taught. And so that's what I did. Like Andy, any other discipline. He, Absolutely. Like any other. Andy said, that'll never catch on. He said, I'm not going to call you a pit crew coach, and I'm not going to use the title. <laughs> so, the, so, so we made a bet. I said, Andy, this, this is going to be big. Every major organization has a pit crew coach, mm-hmm. and, 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 of course, they pushed me out. You know, and, so are you and, taking credit for that? Well, I mean, are you taking credit for I mean, that? from a business sounds standpoint. Like I, call you coach. Coach. I call you coach. Yeah, sounds like you should. Yeah. From a business standpoint, the coaching thing was the way to go. There's yeah. a difference between training and coaching, and, and, and I learned that throughout my stick and ball years. I had, the, uh, I had the chance. I was a graduate assistant at Michigan State, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, had a chance to work uh, on the same staff as an athletic trainer with Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban was the defensive coordinator, and it was well, he my- never went on and did anything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never heard of right. Him. And, and and I had a chance to watch him coach. You know, being a trainer, you know, we had to be there to make sure that everybody was all right and everything. And I watched it, and I liked what he did. And I knew then. I said, you know, if I ever get a chance, I'm a coach like like him. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and and so when this all came about, coaching. You know, athletic training and training, it's a compromise between you and the athlete, whether they want to listen to you or not. Mm-hmm. But when you coach, 
that compromise. There's still some talk compromise, but not as much. Yeah. And so then coaching is different than training. You're like the athlete whisperer. Right. So then to actually make sure that the pit crewman, you know, would do what I wanted them to do, mm-hmm. I had to be a coach. Yep. And that's what I did. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and went on to be Derek Jarrett's pit crew coach and Elliot Sadler mm-hmm. and Juan Pablo Montoya and just the host of – at one time, ATC had uh, seven organizations and uh, 12 teams. And it was so – it was so new. I was, I was the pit crew coach at Ganassi, Robert Yates Racing, and, 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 and Jasper Pinsky at the same time. Wow. And the, but once they caught on. Yeah. And now look at look where everything is now. But now you're the the uh, director of athletic performance for Rev Racing. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few weeks ago or probably more than a month ago now, you guys went out for the the uh, the the combine if you will to try and pick some guys who are going to move forward, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly right. And we have so much to talk about on that. Let's go to our commercial and come right back and just get way deep into that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. Front match value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection. There's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Hey guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they can work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code RACING. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code RACING to try it free. Blue Chew, it's the better, cheaper, faster choice. Thank you for calling MRN Crew Call. If you're not 100% satisfied with our product, remember that a little disappointment is good for building character. Back on Crew Call, Woody Kane filling in for Sammy Joe, who's on special assignment. Rocco Williams is here as yep. usual. And Coach Phil Horton is here, the Director of Athletic Performance at Rev Racing. We've just chewed all of our blue chews. Yeah, so we're, we're ready to, to rock go. and roll. That's blue, B-L-U-E, <laughs> like the color, right? Uh, in the opening segment, we talked about something that you guys wanted to get into in a little more depth, the yep. uncontrolled tire thing, because it's getting a lot of attention on uh, social media, among yep. fans, and, and you've got some videos to help us illustrate what we're talking about I here. do. We'll get to those videos shortly. The thing about the uncontrolled tire, I don't think there's an issue there. You know, first of all, I don't believe that there's anything that needs to be rectified, anything that needs to be fine-tuned as far as the rules are. The rules are the same, and they've always been the same. They've never tweaked the rules for the five-man pit crew. And the point is, you have to keep that tire within arm's length. There are techniques, there are ways to prevent that from happening. Wouldn't you say, Coach? Definitely, definitely. It's it's not an issue. It's a technique that that the changers have to learn. You know, they, they got to pull that tire. One click for it before they go back to their gun, and it'll sit right there. It will not roll. 
The mm -hmm. issue that you're having is that you can have an uncontrolled tire in the rear. You can have an uncontrolled tire in the front, going to the wall, but you're seeing a lot of teams being snake bit by the same issue, and it's primarily in the front from that front tire changer when he pulls that tire off and when he gets up to leave, and if the timing is off, and when I say the timing is off, and the videos will help explain that, when the timing is off, if the rear tire carrier does not do his job in the five-man scenario efficiently, he's going to be late to the front. Exactly right. He's going to be late. Therefore, it's an excessive penalty. Yeah. If the tire is inside the box, it's fine. See, mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking. The pit yep. crewman's inside yeah. the box. The tire's inside the box. Mm -hmm. If the tire rolled outside the box, Definitely call it, but as long as it's inside the box, I, you know. I, I like that. I mean, the rule I, I, is the rule, and we have rule. to we have to live by it. But I, I think that's the the gist of what a lot of fans are saying. What's the problem if it doesn't go outside the box? I like it. I, I I I'm not against it. I like the fact that it it holds your pit crew members accountable. It shot it spotlights the ones who are very meticulous and prides themselves on the little small things that mm -hmm. sets them apart from other crew members. If you have a tire changer or a tire carrier or a jack man who is very good, his awareness is up. That's why you have ratings in different sports on different players. When you play the video games, some players are rated mm -hmm. 99, some are 87. Right. Same thing goes with the crew members. Mm -hmm. You have a jack man or a tire changer whose awareness is so high where he notices that, hey, the timing is off. He hears the timing is off, and he goes above and beyond to make sure that doesn't happen. That makes him more valuable. But it's hard to do. When it's hard to do, when, yeah, when, absolutely. When you're in the, the middle of your performance, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, when, you, when you're fundamentally sound, mm -hmm. things like that are not part of the plan. Well, let's show what you, let, let me show yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, let's let, break it down. Let me show, if you show video number one, this is going to show you exactly what I'm talking about, and these are basically the different scenarios where you can have an uncontrolled tire, and... Um, as you see. When we when we look at it, you're talking about now. Uh, keep in mind the arm's length thing is the rule that you have to keep it yes. within within an arm length of the of the pit crewman. Yes. So here's the one I call this one the assumption. I named them, you know, in fun, but this is the assumption. As you see, the front tire changer, he's going on. He's assuming his tire carrier is going to be there, and he's not. Therefore, that tire's still inside the box. It's still inside the box, like you said, coach. But at the same time, all that tire changer had to do was just go back. Touch it, wait, you know, whatever. Right. That would have been a heads-up move. I call this the unlucky rollback because when the tire comes off on the right front, it rolls back slightly. Tire change tries to get up, and he even tries to lean on the tire it's to get him up. Still inside the box. Still mm -hmm. inside the box, but it's a penalty. You know, it was outside of arm's length. I call this the nutty uh -oh. front changer because I call it the nutty <laughs> front changer. It's a great view of this, of, uh, of this tire changer, by the way, but he hits extra lug nuts. When you hit extra lug nuts, the, the rear guys have more time. Look. He is there in plenty of time only because the front was delayed. So right. when the front is not delayed, the rear has to be more on point to make sure he's there. But when he is, there should be no problem. And I feel like there is a way to fix this, a fail-safe. On the adjustment stops, crew members typically, when the rear tire carrier sets the wrench, mm -hmm. the, typically the front tire changer takes his own tire back. This is a design plane. As you can see, the front tire changer take his tire back. This is a design play because the rear tire carrier will be delayed because he's making the adjustment. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to limit that to just adjustment stops. If you play number two, and, um, you show this video, I feel like if you do this every single time, Coach, and Woody, if you do this every single time, you'll alleviate some of these penalties. Just have your tire changer take the stop. The is tire it back. simply a matter of, of guys getting in a hurry and not paying close enough attention to their technique? Well, from a, a performance standpoint, I don't want my changer to push the tire back. 
Show them what you mean. Play video two when you can, but you say you just want your child changers worrying about lug nuts. Concentrate on those lug nuts. Just concentrate on lug nuts. But now we teach them to set that tire. Here we go. I call it front changer security, Coach, and you you don't want to see this. I want to see this as it relates to the guys that we have on pit road now. Watch the tire changers on the front. They're not even making adjustment. 18 right. cars, See, one of the best pit crews out there. He's not even making adjustment. Look at the four car on the bottom. The tire changers are, are, are taking that tire back. They're making right. sure they do not have a penalty. Watch the front tire changer on this one. As he goes on, he sets a tire right next to him. He's taking that tire back. Right. He's preventing that from happening. And when you're running in the top five and the top six, or, or you're leading the race, do you want to gamble on that? It's a, it, it's. It's a thing where you don't worry about penalties. Okay. You coach those out of the way. You you coach that that tire changer to make sure that that tire sets and that they focus on those lug nuts. What what the main problem is is you need a carrier that can come around and grab both of those tires and take them back to the wall. You need a different type of athlete. Explain that. What do you mean? Make you that need- happen. One uh, a, a lot of situations. A lot of teams are are having their changer bring the tire out and set it. Yeah. All right because they really don't have a carrier that can carry both tires mm-hmm. like the 18 does. The 18 has a carrier that can bring both tires. And the 22. The we had him right. on the show two weeks ago. That mm-hmm. is what I feel is the best way to do a pit stop. It's an okay. One guy carry both. One 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 athlete carry both tires. It's an okay and in pit stop. And, you know, our developmental team, we are the K&N. So mm-hmm. I had to, we looked at that years ago, you know, how to do five-man. We had five-man when K&N did pit stops in 2009. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we had to perfect that for one or two races, and it works the best. So you teach the changer to set that tire. It doesn't roll. There will be no penalty. And you get a carrier who can carry both tires, drop that one, index that one, come back around, and take them both But it the seems wall. like from the videos that I've seen and from the five-man pit stop this year, even if the tire changer sets that tire there, the carrier is not there. Right. So the in cha- that case, in that case, the fail safe would be the changer pushed the tire to the wall. Mm-hmm. But in a but per- it doesn't matter which person. It doesn't matter which person who's it in arm link. It doesn't have to be the tire carrier right. that has to be an arm link. Just a pit crew person, right? Right. Okay. From a coaching standpoint, you do not prepare for what is. You do not prepare for mistakes. You don't do it because there's a million. You cannot. You cannot prepare for those. You have to practice, train, and be coached not to have those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And there is a fail-safe when they happen. If there's a fumble, you fall on the fumble. Yeah. You don't pick it up. Mm-hmm. You don't practice. The mm-hmm. offense doesn't practice re- recovering their fumble and trying to turn it into a touchdown. You just fall on it. So if you were okay. coaching, if you were coaching a tire changer that had a feeling that they were rear or the timing was off, or let's say your team was running first and you're on pit road, and you know how it is on pit road, and you're coming down to the money stop. What would you tell your pit crew coach or your 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 team before that money stop? Or would you say anything to them at all? In the event that there's something happening on the rear and the front changer's finished and that tire's still there, push it to the wall. Simple as that. We saw that in, in one push of the clips the we had. Mm-hmm. One, one of the, the one wall. of the That's changers the pushed safe. it. Yeah. That's the fail safe. But they're not but if they're not but worried you, about that. You you said earlier that you don't want your tire changers having anything to do with the tire. Just focus on lug nuts, Just focus correct? on the lug nuts. You find you a carrier that's going to make that index on the rear and be there in time to grab that tire. It doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time. So then if, if the tire is still there when the changer finishes, he can push it. But that's not our goal. Our goal is to make sure that we have a perfect pit stop. Our goal is to execute and be fundamentally sound and get that right first.
But isn't your goal to pick up spots? If you're fundamentally sound and you execute, you will. You you're going to pick up spots every single time. Oh, Absolutely. Definitely. definitely. If, you do, if you do it right. You if everything right. goes right. You yeah. do it right. You practice, yeah. you practice to be successful. You play to be successful. You do not practice and mm-hmm. think about what if. And, and that's a great point you make because at, at, from a personal standpoint, when you're running in the top five and you're competing against other crews in the top five, you're not going to beat them. They're right. just as good as you. Not gonna the happen. only time you're picking up spots when you're running in the top five is when one of those teams makes a mistake or is not yep. fundamentally sound, correct? Exactly right. One of the things that I was taught early in my, in my formation of this pit coach philosophy, um, I inherited uh, the Rainbow Warriors mm-hmm. um, when they left Hendrick Motorsports and came to Robert Yates Racing. Mm-hmm. Barry Muse came in, and, and, and he hired me to be the pit crew coach. Those guys knew what they were doing. Yeah. And he okay. did a great job. That was a great pit crew. Mm-hmm. And for me to actually inherit them and, and to be able to, 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 to coach them and, 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 and them coach me, you know, we learned we, we, we learned that, hey, get the job done first. We're about the mistakes later. Correct them mm-hmm. during the week. But the, but the name of the game is, is getting it right. Absolutely it is. All right, a lot more to come here on MRN Crew Call. We're going to look ahead at the Roval before we get done here. And we've still got the Clutch Coffee Performer of the Week. Stay tuned, everybody. My favorite part. Mm-hmm. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is quick, efficient, and personal. Unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature espresso drinks, classic coffees, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. With over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. NASCAR Today Midday is your NASCAR source on and off the racetrack throughout the week. It's so uh, so peaceful to get out in nature and just sit in the woods and watch the deer and birds. Um, typically on our runs, there's a lot of conversation for 25 or 30 minutes, and then it gets quiet because you're sucking sucking wind. But on the bike, especially at the racetrack and stuff, they're pretty pretty easy rides. Keep up with your favorite NASCAR stars each weekday on NASCAR Today Midday here on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Back with our special guest, Coach Phil Horton, Director of Athletic Performance at Rev Racing. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we left, you were talking about the Rainbow Warriors, and yep. that was one of the, the first pit crews that really got famous. And you mentioned Ray Evernham at the time trying to see if they could up that performance and figure out a way to make it more than just the guys who work on the car during the week, try and get some time off. When, when that evolution happened, how much time are we talking about shaving off of a pit stop? Mm-hmm. Pit stops in the mid-90s were like 18 to 21 seconds. All right. mm. And then toward the, toward the late 90s, the Rainbow Warriors started doing it in 15 seconds. 15 seconds. When I came on the scene in 98, 15 seconds was the gold standard, and they were basically the only ones that were doing it. Then there was a paradigm shift with pit stops when the carrier 
was instructed to make sure that they make the index without the changer touching the tire. Mm -hmm. This was in the late 90s, 98, 99. Mm -hmm. That's when the pit stops in the early 2000s went to the 13 seconds. And where are we now? Because when we first started with the five-man at the beginning of this year, it was much slower than it is now. They've shaved seconds off. Well, the second paradigm shift came with the clutch gun. Remember mm -hmm. the clutch gun that has yep. been outlawed mm -hmm. uh, uh, in, in 2009, 2010, 11, 12, yep. uh, until last year. And uh, that's when the pit stops went to 11 seconds because mm -hmm. the, 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 the tool being used, you could use it you, you could use it in any which way or form. You, it, it made it so you couldn't get the lug nuts too tight. They weren't loose. You could just really roll with that thing. Mm -hmm. Downgraded okay. the pit crew members. Sort of. Especially it, with it, the tire yeah. change. I didn't like it, the fact that it, it gave me the, the feeling that anybody could just come off the street, pick up right. a gun, you didn't and need, they can do fast stops with, with, with just decent hand speed. You, you didn't know? need to develop mm -hmm. a touch as a yeah. changer with the clutch gun. Well, it, that's changed now. It, it, it picked that up for you. Right, it picked it up for you. Yeah. But now with the new Paoli gun, you have to develop a touch. Yep. And that's good. You need to have a touch. You do. You need to have a touch to actually do this thing because you need to be a performer. It's not so equipment dependent. It separates the technique of the individual. Person. Exactly yeah. right. So the third paradigm shift came, of course, when they dropped the carrier. When they when, when they dropped the carrier, we had to go back and take that's a look. That's the five-man pick crew. That's the five-man mm -hmm. pick crew. What we have now. We had to go back and look at a whole lot of things. And lo and behold, we'd already done it, like I said, in the K&N series um, um, years ago. Mm -hmm. That's what's looking like the best way to do the pit stop. So all we have to do is really break that down. And, 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 and something else that we're doing, too, of course, we're doing the, the, the left-handed jack with the right foot pivot. We're yep. doing the hop with the jack man. Mm -hmm. There's three components going on now that, are, that, that need to be looked at to make these pit stops move into the 12s, the low 12s. It can be done. You can get there, you we think? We can get there. Where did, where did we start the season, roughly? Oh, 15, 16 15. seconds. Wow. 14 being the best. Now it's 12-9, 18's doing 12-9, 12-8, you know, and, and, and a couple of Pinsky teams are actually doing it. But uh, to do it consistently, mm -hmm. consistently in the low 12s is, is, is the goal, and you're going to have to find the right personnel to do it. That's the new thing. It's personnel. It's really And that's what I wanted to touch on. I was like, how has that changed the dimensions of the personnel? You know, your jackman used to fit a particular build, a particular position exactly. on the field. Your, your fuelers did as well. Your carriers did, a, uh, did as well. Going from six-man to five-man, how have the dimensions changed from what do you look at when you're recruiting different uh, positions on the pit crew? We look, for, we look for individuals, linebacker types, for that carrier position. Uh, um, situation where Why? They can, because of their size, their mm -hmm. aggressiveness, you know, that's a power mm -hmm. position. They can hold two 65, 70 pound tires. They can run with them. They can get around that car. They mm -hmm. can make that happen. If, if you don't have that type of carrier, you're going to always have to use that changer that comes out and sets that tire. Yep. And that's slowing the changer down. Right. If you mm -hmm. can get it all in one person. Woody, I yeah. have not met a changer yet who likes carrying his own tire out. Right. Mm -hmm. Every changer will tell you, even though they're like quarterbacks. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> they won't admit it. You know, yeah. oh, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh -huh. Changers do not like carrying their own no, tie rod. If you can alleviate that step from them or, or eliminate that step from them, they'll be more efficient tire You changers. find a carrier that can, that, can, that, that can carry both of those tires, index them. Like get, around to to front, get around to the front. With enough time with enough where time. it's in arm's length and you don't have mm -hmm. these penalties. You're having these penalties because the timing is off. Why is the timing not off? It's not always about the changer forgetting, yes. The changer should have the awareness to know that, hey, the timing's off, let me stay with the tire, but it's not always on the changer. Mm -hmm. If the rear carrier is not missing that index, 
You're not having him be late. It's, He's it's, not late to that They're all dependent on the other. I mean, it's yes. like dominoes. When it's one domino starts to go effect. wrong, the whole thing starts to fall over. It does. And yeah, another does. thing, you can't make adjustment. Okay? Right. right. You bring a fast car to the track. You have to adjust on it in certain uh, situations, just like Kyle Busch proved at Richmond. You know, he started from the back. He said his car was terrible. Just adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. We hate adjustments. Mm-hmm. It slows or stops down. You cannot beat a crew off a pit road if they're making if you're making adjustments and they're not. Yeah. So if you're running top five, and you're competing against other four other cars who are running top five, and they're making you're making adjustments, you're not going to beat them. No. Right. You're speed, not going to beat them. Speed comes not from moving fast, but from moving correctly yep. and cutting out steps. Yep. Execution. Absolutely. Execution. And 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 so when you have the changer that's carrying a. a the tire out there, you're adding another dimension to his job. That's not going to make him faster. But that was a common misconception that just drove me crazy from prior pit crew coaches or just uh, upper management is the fact that why can't we be fast and make it? Why can't we figure out a way to be faster with right. it, Justin? Why can't we do that? You're adding, you're adding a, a step. step. You're mm-hmm. adding a step. So, therefore, I don't care how That's you... That's automatic time. How automatic you think time. about yeah. <laughs> a way to do it right. if you're adding a you step. You just have to make sure that you do it correctly. That's time lost. Mm-hmm. And, and consistently. Yes. Because everybody's going to lose the same amount of time. Yep. There are individuals that, that can do these, 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 these tasks faster. Yep. You have to find that person. Mm-hmm. And that's a big search. When you have to find that individual that can do it. You mentioned talking about the linebacker frame, the linebacker type to be a tire carrier. But now that we're, we're all uh, recruited, look at him go. We're all recruiting <laughs> athletes from other disciplines, other sports to come in. So when a guy comes in fresh like that from a different sport or discipline, what are some of the things that you have to – get him to unlearn mm-hmm. to get him to learn what you need him to do on a, on a pit stop? Mm-hmm. Great well, the first thing is footwork. Mm-hmm. You know, they like to shuffle. And in a lot of the pit stop routines, it's about the pivot. Yep. Mm. You have to be able to pivot like a basketball player. Well, football players don't pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, wide receivers do. But, mm-hmm. but, 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 but he's not carrying, a wide receiver's not carrying your tires. Right. Yeah. He, he, right. And, and the jack man needs to pivot, you know, to make a pivot turn in the way that we teach the jack man now. You know, to pivot into that tire and then index that tire. So then we have to, their footwork has to be retaught. You know, they're aggressive. And until they learn how to index that tire, they have to learn how to, you know, put it on, pick yep. up their marks, mm-hmm. you know, their 12 and 11 marks before they push that tire in there. You know, they have to back off the aggression and then put it back on once they learn how to do in it. In a different way. In a different way. So, yeah. so, so it's, it's, it's a, you have to retrain physically and retrain them mentally. Yep. Is it, is it just something as simple as, repetition or is there a little more to it than that there is a way to pit a car there's a way to carry a tire there's a way to carry and use a jack there's a way to use an impact wrench that is not like stick and ball mm-hmm. and they have to learn that exclusively so they have so their athleticism this is kind of the way I tell the athletes your job is to transport that equipment to the car as fast as you can and then you have to learn how to use the tire use the jack and use the impact wrench to make that work. And then get it back. And then get it back. Yeah. Get it, it all back. works together. Get it back. That's important. So so, so they're half athletic. They're half mechanic. There you go. And it's a, it's a different world now than it used to be for sure. All right. We know you've been waiting. The Clutch Coffee Performer of the Week coming up next right here on MRN Crew Call.
Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. Hey, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they can work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code RACING. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code RACING to try it free. Blue Chew, it's the better, cheaper, faster choice. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Well, let me transfer you to someone who actually cares. Here's Woody Kane and Rocco Williams. All right, it's time now for what you've all been waiting for. Rocco is going to give out some hardware. Oh, yes, Clutch we Coffee, do. Performer of the Week. What do we got? My favorite time of the week we have our two. I'm giving out two awards for our Clutch Performers of the Week. It goes to the number 10 car, front and rear tire changers, uh, Chris McMullen and Daniel Coffee for the number 10 Elma, uh, Wait, Eric the winner's Amarola. name is Coffee? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and let me tell you, this number 10 car, I mean, they ran top 10 all day they finished sixth I believe at Richmond and that was just huge for them you know when you mm-hmm. typically that number 10 car when they were running up top five they always had something bad happen and it was great to see them rebound it was great to see them pit that car up front and be consistent all day so congratulations Daniel and Chris um, I will be delivering your uh, clutch coffee and um, energy drinks and anything you want there up in the two locations in Mooresville. So those oh, are our winners. That sounds fantastic. Great. Great. You mentioned something there, though, that I wanted to touch on with, with Coach Horton about, about overcoming it and yep. when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. How difficult is it, the mental game of this, just beyond the physical part? You, you have to keep going. You have to stay focused and finish the task. It's, 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 it's like a high-wire act. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all timed out, and if you hesitate, Somebody's going to fall. <laughs> Not only you, but then you're going to cause your teammate to fall too. So, But if you keep doing your job, then you can minimize the damage. Similar to like, say, for example, you mentioned working with the Milwaukee Bucks. An offensive player does something wrong on that end and then doesn't run back on defense. Well, you've Exa- compounded the mistake. Yep. That kills everything. Yeah. 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 That, that, that shuts it down. That's a no-no. Coaches I, I, go crazy over that. Oh, and look at it. You can see him getting intense already, can't you? <laughs> I know you wanted to You wanted to get out the crystal ball and look ahead oh, a yeah. little bit. Oh, we, yeah. We've talked a lot of points. We talked about the uncontrolled tire and, and where we are with that. We've talked about the dynamics and what we look for in our pit crew members now with the five men. Where do you see? Where is the state of the pit crews now? And where do you see us going to the future as far as it relates to pit crew members? Well, you know. And the pit the pit stop, I should say. There are some great pit crewmen out there. Mm-hmm. They've been around 10, 11, 12 years. It's getting older mm-hmm. as a group. 
the fraternities getting older. Because yep. they have the experience? They have or the because experience. the younger guys haven't, haven't well, come through the system yet? They have the experience, and they're good. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the changeover in the five-man pit stop, they probably have another five more years to go. Mm-hmm. But this changeover has caused a situation where it's, it's, it's trending toward younger. Yeah. You know, so it's the youth movement. It's yeah. A, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's coming, you know, and, and it's, it's just one of those things that that's where it goes. Every father time wins every battle, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, we mentioned earlier, we wanted to, before we wrap up here quickly, guys, uh, what are we expecting from the Roval? Anything to watch out for there? Anything uh, unusual? Everything. You got to watch out From a everything. pit crew perspective. Nothing unusual. Nothing unusual. It would be business as usual. It's a little bit laid back at road courses. I think you'll get that. From right. a coaching standpoint, you can't do anything about it anyway. You do what you did in practice and work on it and make sure you do those fundamentals. All right. That's it. MRN Crew Call. See you next week. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.